Welcome everyone, you are listening to the I Am A Sparching Podcast with your host, Scott Knowles. Enjoy the show, it will probably suck. <laughs> hey everybody, thanks for tuning in to another episode of I Am A Spartan OCR Podcast. On today's episode, I interview uh, Joseph Calder, who has a ton of Spartan experience. He's been running since 2011. Um, he was one of the first uh, Ultra Beast runners, and uh, he talks about the differences of then and now. And uh, we also talk about the uh, Arizona weekend race. And um, Joseph's a really cool guy, and uh, it's a really good episode, and I uh, hope everybody enjoys it. Hey, everybody. This is Scott Knowles here. I got Joseph Calder on the phone here with me. He's going to tell us about his uh, weekend in Arizona. And uh, But first, uh, we're going to let him introduce himself and tell us a little bit about him. Uh, go ahead, Joseph. Um, well, I... Uh... I've been racing way back since 2011. I did my first race in Chicago um, from Iowa, so that was the nearest one to me. And it just kind of took off from there, I guess. Yeah, I noticed you got a... If anybody doesn't know Joseph, you can go on the Spartan page. He's been racing since 2011. Got a ton of really good finishes in Elite. A lot in the teens and... Some in the top ten, a lot of good finishes. You've done uh, what a couple of Ultra Beasts too? Yeah, I was one of the original Ultra Beasts racers in uh, Vermont. Yeah, I saw there you had a twelve-hour time. I bet that was a long day. Uh, that wasn't my first one. That was probably my last one. But yeah, I did uh, the first one in twenty twelve, and then twenty thirteen and twenty fourteen. I did the championship beast on Saturday and then came back for the Ultra Beast on Sunday. Man, that was a long weekend. I, I did the yeah. old, I did the Ultra in uh, New Jersey and when I was done with that on Saturday, I was done for like the next couple of weeks with walking pretty much. <laughs> yeah, I heard that's a good course out there. Yeah, it, it was uh, I'm sure it was way easier than, you know, the Vermont one from what I heard. But, yeah, I haven't experienced anything worse than Vermont yet. <laughs> yeah, that's 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 what I've heard too. So uh Joseph, Joseph, what do you do for a living, man? I currently work manufacturing for a lumber company. Oh yeah. I've shoot, I've been there. I work manufacturing with the aluminum company. I used to work industrial maintenance at a Alcoa plant here and now I work maintenance with the local hospital. So I know about that. A lot of on your feet for a long time. It gets old, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it has its moments. Yeah. So you you live in Iowa, right? Yep. All right. Cool. All right. Cool. So, uh, Joseph, tell us tell us about how your weekend went in um, Arizona. How was the weather starting off? Well, uh, I was kind of hoping to go out there and get a get a little extra vitamin D in, but it wasn't exactly the warmest as I was hoping it would be. Yeah. And only, only got up into the 
60s probably. It was pretty cool in the morning when we started the elite races. Uh, it was probably high 30s, low 40s. Yeah, y'all look kind of cold in your uh, dunk wall pictures here. Yeah, yeah. Shame on you for not wearing your headband. <laughs> I had it on my wrist. <laughs> yeah, man, I was, I was looking at the results. It, it looked like Hobie Call wasn't but like a two minutes in front of you on Saturday. Yeah, I noticed that too. I went, uh, I was over at the, the results tent looking at the top 10, top 15. I expected that he had won the race, but I, I didn't even see his name on there. So I went and searched for his name. And I noticed that his his son was there, too, so he was just running with him, I believe. Oh, I was about to say, he must have twisted an ankle or something, you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was bad enough getting beat by one call, but now I got beat by his son as well. <laughs> hey, man, everybody has their good days and bad days in Spartan racing, that's for sure. Oh, uh, for sure. Um, So, uh, I talked to somebody else in SoCal, uh about it but i'll ask you about it too you know they because like signing up and the registration and check-in and everything it's changed this year so how did you feel about it did you think it went smoother this year as opposed to last year yeah i liked it i mean uh i didn't didn't know they had made that change and i was looking around for the for the wall to find my bib number but they didn't have them anymore so yeah i was they just take your id and scan it quick and seems like it moves a lot faster. You don't have to uh, wait in any specific line to get your bib. You can just go to any line that's open. Oh, really? So so I guess you don't get your bib number until right there when you check in then, right? Yep, they give you one right there on the spot. Oh, cool. Did you have to, like, so you just showed them your ID and that was all you had to do? Yeah, well, that's what I did on Saturday. But Sunday I noticed there was actually difference in some of the lines some of them had something with a barcode i didn't really understand what that was it must have been probably an even faster checkout if you have that done beforehand or something it's probably like the, the the registration email they sent you probably i imagine yeah i asked the the lady in line someday but she was just a volunteer she didn't know for sure herself either so right right so did they have um uh they have any of the newer obstacles at this race? Yeah, they did. They had uh, three of them. Which ones were those? Um well, it was interesting because they did uh normally on two-day events they'll do the longer race Saturday and then the shorter one Sunday, but they actually did the sprint Saturday and then the super Sunday. Yeah, I seen that. That was kind of weird. I was wondering that myself. Yeah, which uh, which was kind of the um, a bit of the reason that I struggled on Saturday was the the new four hundred pound tire flip was pretty early on in the race, and by the time I got there, it was pretty well backed up. I was waiting in line for one to open up for quite a while. People were really struggling with it. <clears throat> Do you have problems getting it over? Uh, Saturday I did, I couldn't even get my, my fingers underneath it, I couldn't grip it, and like I said, I had already wasted enough time, and I was very frustrated at that point, so I ended up just going on and doing the burpees and moving on. Dang, really? Man, yeah. yeah, 
I've seen pictures of this tire and it looks really squared off where if it's laying on a flat ground, it would looks like it'd be hard to, you know, get get your fingers up under it. Yeah. So it, now is that the only place where you had to do burpees? Yep. Oh man, that sucks. I know that pissed you off. Yeah, yeah. I mean, on a, a sprint, you have pretty much uh, no room for error, and that uh, really, really threw me off right there. So, mm. definitely left a bad taste in my mouth. But uh, I was there with some of my other fellow Iowa Spartans, and uh, they had uh, one of the tires in the festival area. So we went over and played around with it and got some better technique down. And I was prepared for Sunday. So. Yeah, I might do that in Atlanta. Are you going to Atlanta? I'm planning on it, yeah. All right, cool. I'll see you there in a couple of weeks. Um, so you, you went there with some other, some of your other friends from Iowa? Uh, yeah, I flew out with uh, four other guys. They drove out together. I bet that was a long drive for them. Yeah, yeah. it's always fun carpooling. <laughs> yeah, it is. Uh. So did they? Did they? They had the twister there too, didn't they? Yeah, the twister was on the super course Sunday. Oh, they still have the Z wall and everything too. Yeah, the Z wall was there. What did you think about the uh, the twister? Did you think it was a difficult? I thought one? it was. Um, I thought it was fun. It was a, it was a good new obstacle. I, I was looking forward to that one. Um. It's just like, it's similar to the rig, but I mean, yeah, it's just definitely an upper body, upper body obstacle. So as long as you're good with that, it's, it shouldn't cause you too much trouble, but. Right. Cause I've, I've, I've heard on other podcasts where they talk about on the twister, you kind of keep, you keep your elbows bent. You don't try to like monkey swing you know with your arms extended out really long because of the drop yeah. it makes yeah I didn't really experiment around with it too much I chose the safe route and yeah I, I kept my elbows bent and just worked my way across steadily so as long as you keep your momentum going you should be good oh cool you know and I, it, it makes me curious you know because a lot of times they'll have those newer obstacles on the west coast, but they never do bring them to the east coast. So I'm curious to see if they're going to have those in uh, Atlanta uh, in a couple of weeks. Right. Did Did they have Olympus there too? Yeah, they did have that as well. That was towards the end. Now that looks, to me, that looks like it would be easy, but I mean, as the day goes on and probably the next day or even first thing in the morning with the moisture on it, it appears that it could be pretty, pretty hard. What are your thoughts on it? Um, yeah, I mean, that, that's a good observation. As long as it's dry, it shouldn't be too much trouble. But again, it's another, another grip strength type obstacle. But I mean, yeah, you got pretty much, you can pick your choice of three different things across there. They got, a uh, short rope, rope with chains on there. They got the, just a circular hole that you can stick your hand in and grab. Or uh, they got rock climbing grips as well. So you can kind of mix and match or do whatever you want with it. <clears throat> um, is that 
so did you mix and match them or did you find that some of the grips were easier than the other grips yeah i kind of went back and forth between the rock grips and the, the open holes right right okay. some people said the chains are easier too but i don't know for some reason i just didn't go for those because aren't the are the chains the ones that are the highest ones up or is that the actual holes that are the higher ones uh yeah i think the chains are lower okay if i remember right i don't remember for sure though so well cool uh and um i know they have uh they it's it, socal they had that uh obstacle the bender um did they have that one there too It was pretty easy, though, right? Yeah, I mean, that didn't cause me any difficult. Basically, to me, that was just uh, similar to the inverted wall. Instead of being boards, it was just pipes that went across. There was like three or four of them, I think. You just had to jump up and grab and go over. <clears throat> you know, the picture of that of that obstacle makes it look pretty scary. Like, it looks like it would be a difficult obstacle when you see it in the picture, but... Everybody I've talked to and seen on Facebook, they say it's really not that bad. But, man, it looks like it's just really high off the ground. Yeah. I mean, yeah, the first the first pipe I had to jump up a little bit, I think, to grab it. But I didn't really think it was that bad. Oh, cool. Cool. I think they had hay bales underneath, too, as well. So. Right. <clears throat> and did, was that on the Sprint or was that just on the Super? Yeah, that was on the Super too. It was it was kind of an interesting Super. It was different than. I mean, normally on the Super, you know, you'll start off on the Sprint and then you'll get off onto the Super Track and come back to the Sprint. But this one actually had two two separate Super loops on it. I think they were both about two miles each. So you kind of you went out on the first loop and then you came back to the Sprint course for a little while and then you went back out on the second Super loop. Yeah, that is kind of different because, you know, most of the time, you know, it, it you run the super and like you'll run like halfway through the sprint, you'll go into the super and you'll do the extra loop of the super and it'll come back into the sprint, you know, like it was in Atlanta and Jacksonville. <clears throat> well, I say Jacksonville, it really wasn't Jacksonville, it was more like closer to Daytona Beach, really. Yeah. Uh, yeah, this map, it, oh, I see what you're talking about on this map. It actually breaks off twice into the Super. But, I mean, I guess they can do that when, you know, you do the sprint on Saturday and the Super on the second day. Hmm. Yeah, I like how on the map it doesn't show any of the new, all of the new obstacles must have been classified once looking at the map. That'll, that'll probably be the way it is in Atlanta, too. They'll probably want to surprise everybody. <clears throat> you going to run both days in Atlanta? Yep. Yeah, I'm planning. Always run both days. One of my good friends that lives up in Atlanta, uh, we're going to both run Elite Saturday morning, and then I think we're going to do another heat at 11.15 one of his good friends, his son, uh, 
lost his leg in a, a bad uh, car accident uh, last, last year, and uh, we're going to walk him through a lap at 11.15 with a bunch of friends, too. You ought to do it with us. That's awesome, yeah. <clears throat> You're probably going to be drinking beer after the race on Saturday, though, aren't you? I might have one. I don't get too crazy if I'm racing on Sunday. So, interesting fact here. I've seen Joseph at all, at all the races. That's one cool thing about running elite, you know. And if anybody's ever intimidated or scared to run elite, you you, you don't need to be because, I mean, maybe like the the, the people that are there to that are going to think they're going to podium every time. I guess they probably take it really serious, but, you know, the rest of us that are, you know, middle of the pack and and way in the back, you know, man, we in, it, it's a good time, you know, because every time you go to an elite heat race, you always see at least, I say, four or five people in every heat that you see at every race. And it's like just a bunch of friends out there, you know, and you're talking and, cheering the other ones on you know when you see them in the middle of the lap you know we had a blast at atlanta just because i knew so many people there that uh, uh we were running the race with but anyway that was how i'd seen joseph at a bunch of different races in the elite heats but uh the first time we started I, I started talking to him and i forget how we started this conversation but we was in the men's changing room and I don't know how it is in the women's changing room, but there's always a, it's like after the football game in the locker room, everybody's talking about what happened during the game in the men's changing room. It's always a good, a good time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, uh. Gotta share the war stories. Yeah, share the war stories. I miss the spear, you know, I messed up this. Always, always some of that going around in there. But yeah, we yeah, that's the fun part. Everybody's always discussing about how to how to improve things, how to make things better. So. Yeah, man, I enjoy just talking Spartan with anybody. That's that's another reason why I kind of wanted to start a podcast too, because here in South Georgia, there's just not a lot of people that even know what Spartan racing is. So this just gives me a chance just to talk Spartan to more people. <clears throat> For sure. But yeah, uh, we was running the Atlanta Super, and uh, me and my buddy uh, Bryce, I didn't even see him on the first day. I had a bad run on the first day during the Super. But on the second day during the sprint, I was I was able to, I, me and him exchanged several times during the race. And I don't know if you remember it or not, but me and him, we both got to the sandbag about the same time. I was a little bit in front of him. And I had tripped and dropped the sandbag before we had dropped in that creek and he had got around me and we had dropped in that creek and he was right in front of me and that creek may have been knee deep on Saturday, but on Sunday he he was right in front of me and he sank to his neck on, on I guess after all those thousands of people went through it. He sank to his neck and dropped the sandbag in the water, and he's sitting there trying to find the sandbag, and I was <laughs> laughing. Oh, man. That was a good race. That was a good race. And it yeah, was, I remember that. I think uh, I think I caught part of that sinkhole, too, on Sunday. 
Yeah, you placed pretty good on Sunday at that race, didn't you? Yeah, I did pretty well. Yeah. I think I was 13th or 14th. Oh, yeah, you did do good. I think I was in... I, th- I did I did good, and I think I was... Tw- I think I was 20-something, maybe. I can't remember. If I do anything better than 50, I'm, I'm happy. <laughs> yep. Most of the time, I only see you at the beginning of the race, and then you're gone. So... But yeah, that was a cold race, and I want to say it rained on us about half the time, you know. And I think I was yeah, something was raining. I was dreading it that morning, but that was like one of the the more fun races of last year to me. I don't know why, but I enjoyed that race a lot. And shoot, the ones in the ones we did in South Florida or in Florida. That, that, that was a great course, but man, the first day I cramped for the first time ever in any race. And that had to have been like the flattest course of the whole year, I believe. Yeah, that was a very fast course. Yeah. Did you do Fort Benning? Uh, no, I was not there. You know, Fort, Fort Benning was a, it was a pretty fast course too. It was pretty flat. But yeah, I cramped on... I cramped on Saturday real bad, and then on Sunday, I changed up shoes, and I, I tried some of those ice bugs for the first time, and, you know, it's a real narrow shoe, and I don't, I'm not going to totally blame it on the shoe, you know, because that terrain was, it was sketchy in a lot of places where that tall grass was, but I rolled my ankle twice, Yeah. <clears throat> and that second time, there was I, that one spot there, there was a lot of, uh, Stumps or twigs on the ground. I forget how it was, but it was it was pretty treacherous. Yeah, those cypress knots or whatever. Man, if you'd have tripped and fell, it'd have just man, yeah. it'd have cracked your rib cage if you'd have hit one of those stumps just right. Yeah, you'd you'd almost impaled yourself on those things. I know it because it, I mean it was almost like you was running through tires at football practice trying to get around those stumps. Yep. It it was it was pretty. It was pretty wild. It was pretty wild. So, uh, so on on Sunday during the super, did you have to do any burpees on on Sunday at the super in Arizona? No, I uh, I redeemed myself, so I was happy with that. Oh, so you was burpee free? Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, I went to I had a tire set up in the festival area, so I went there and practiced with that a little bit. And it also helped too because. With the, the added super loop, we didn't get to the tire as soon as we did for the sprint on Saturday. So it wasn't backed up, and I had plenty of time, and I was able to able to get a good grip on the tire, so I didn't have a problem with it. So, so when you say you practiced in the uh, in the festival area, what did you did you kind of figure out a an easier way to uh, flip it over? Chris Nims had uh, a different technique down. If you can't get your hands underneath the tire, the the treads on the side are actually they're very thick. And if you take a wide grip on them and, and kind of pinch them with your arms, you can manage to flip it that way as well. Dang. Okay. That seems like it'd be kind of difficult on a 400-pound tire. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it but, does sound different, but it was 
it was almost almost easier if you can if you can't get your fingers under there. So you like kind of like when you when you do that, are you kind of like trying to bear hug like the outer sides of it and grabbing it the tread like that? Yeah, yeah, kind of like that. I mean, you're just yeah, you're just grabbing those treads. Those treads are very thick. And then I guess yeah, once just getting a good squeeze on them. And then I guess once you get it off the ground, you probably put your hands up under it, right? Yep. Okay, cool. I'm going to remember that. But I did notice, too, I went back and watched some of the Spartan Live videos on their Facebook page, and I noticed some of the other guys were actually, the the lead runners, they were actually digging underneath it if they couldn't get their hands under there, so they were making space. Hey, that's a good idea, too, as long as the ground ain't hard. Yeah. Of course, Arizona kind of looked like a desert. Yeah, it was very dry there. Now, was this a flat course, or was there a lot of elevation there? Um, there was a few hills, nothing major, but there was uh, rocks everywhere. I mean, you had to watch your step a lot of the times. Right. And it shows. Cat- but for the most part, it was a pretty pretty smooth running course. So there wasn't any traffic jams or nothing like that. Or you said there was at the tire on the first day, right? I know it always seems like they always put the hurdles out first and it always seems like people get backed up trying to get over the hurdles. You always lose a couple of seconds right there unless you're way out front or something. Yeah, they had, there was just one hurdle up up in the beginning, so. Oh, cool, that wasn't too bad. Because it looked like both days sold out in Elite, didn't they? See Mark Barter's won first place both days. Yeah, that guy's fast. Man, I was listening. I think it was maybe his Overcome and Run podcast. He was on there, and he was talking about he was ranked top 50 in the nation for marathon time, and his marathon time was... I don't, I don't, it was a low two hour, it was like maybe two and a half hour for a marathon, and I was like, you gotta be kidding me. Yeah. <laughs> that's insane. For a marathon time. Yeah, that's moving pretty good. Yeah. Let's see here. Alright, alright, so. What was probably the best and worst part about this race to you? I mean, if you probably already talked about the worst part, and that was probably not being able to get the tire up the first day, right? Yeah. Okay. What was? What did you say was probably the your your best part about the races over the weekend? pretty close together right there. Yeah, if I remember right, it was, I think it 
think they had the rig and then the atlas stone and then the spear and I think we came around the corner to the there was a, a hill that went up to the dunk wall and then he came out of there into the into the slip wall yeah that's always fun when they put the spear close to the end yeah I got lucky on Saturday too because I just barely barely got it it was kind of tilting down at a downward angle but it stayed in so I took off and went to went on to the next one so it don't. It, it doesn't matter how many times you make that spear. It's like Christmas morning every time you make it. Yep. <laughs> I always get the biggest boost of energy when I make that thing, and I'm just gone. Yep. I usually end up shooting a bird at it every time I make it. <laughs> nah. And if I miss it, I usually s s scream obscenities, probably. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure we all do that. Oh yes. Okay, uh, so tell, so like on the morning when you're getting ready for a race, uh, you know, and it, it doesn't have to be a Spartan race, it could be any kind of race, do you have like a ritual that you go by or like a certain breakfast you eat every morning or like a supplement that you just swear by? Um, yeah, I keep things pretty simple. I just have a... A shake that I put together, and I'll probably take a a gel before the start line. But I'll do my my stretching and warm ups probably half hour or so before. So what what kind of gel are you? What kind of gel you use before? Uh, I like Hammer products. They seem to seem to go well, so I, I haven't had any haven't had any trouble with those. Yeah, I like Hammer products too. Man, I, I they use got a good flavor. They they really do. I, I use their whole spectrum when I run my ultra ultra. I was using their gels, their bars, their race boost, their anti fatigue yep. pills. Man, I bought all kind of stuff from them. Yeah, I mean some of those gels really leave a bad aftertaste in your mouth, but I've never had a problem with hammer, so that's why I've stuck with them for a while. Yeah, I, yeah, I like the honey stinger ones and the hammer ones. Those are my favorite too. Those goos, I can't, man, I can't stomach those. I know there was one time I was in Dallas, and this was in 2015. I, I, we had a pack. Me and my buddy, we actually flew out there that morning. We was going to run the race, then get back on the plane and fly home. And that was when they had that bad weather the night before. And we was on that dirt road just waiting forever to get to the parking lot. We were supposed to start at like 10 o'clock. And we didn't start until yeah, 12 o'clock. Did you run that race? Uh, what year? It was 2015. No, I wasn't there then. But, uh, but, but anyway, we was running that race. And... I forget what the brand it was. It, it wasn't a goo, but it, it was in a silver packet. And I saw it on the ground. Somebody dropped it, and it was unopened. And I was like, cool, you know. Because we got ready for the race, and we parked a car. And my buddy was going to wear a camelback, and I wasn't. So he had, like, all of our stuff in it, you know. And, and so we didn't have nothing, you know. 
and I seen one on the ground and I was like cool you know and I hit it and it was disgusting I don't know what it was it was some like <laughs> chocolate orange flavor I don't know it was it was disgusting <laughs> I was lucky I held that one down but yeah man I, I know we we both kind of talked on uh in gingy socks when we was in uh florida but uh what is like you know your favorite gear that you're swearing by these days you know i still wearing gingy i love gingy so that probably won't change anytime soon but i also wear 2xu shorts and calf sleeves yeah i saw yeah i seen you was wearing some of those and some of these pictures you got there you look like you was cold in that water. Yeah. Yeah, the water's always always another element. You know, you'd have thought that they would have a uh, put cameras at the new obstacles so you know people could see them, but nope, they put them at the same obstacles they usually always do—the dunk wall and. Yeah, I was little disappointed at myself uh, yeah I mean you think they would uh, cover cover something different mix it up yeah uh, or at least find something that uh, is unique to that course to cover like the uh, the Spartan wall was up on top of a cliff it had a great view up there I mean that would have been a cool one to have race photos of as well yeah <clears throat> did you run did you run Asheville this year uh, no, I was not there. Because uh, they always put a stairway to Sparta. They did it the past two years in a row. But they put the stairway to Sparta like at the very top of the mountain. And it's really, yep. it's not like by the cliff, but it's really close to it. And when you climb over the top of it, you can see all the way down into like the parking lot and the festival area. And, and yep. everything yeah, the same way it was in Arizona. Yeah, it was just just a, a spectacular view. But you know, I run open class in uh, 2015, and I could see the view. Well, in 2016, I run Asheville Elite, and when we got up there, it was so foggy you couldn't see nothing, and I was like, "Oh, that sucks." <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean that's that's the thing about running Elite. We don't always have have time to stop and enjoy the view and it's like some races I have actually gone out for a second lap and you know just take the time and enjoy the scenery yeah yeah that was the way you know New Jersey had all these spectacular views and and the most of the time you was going up these steep inclines you was looking at the ground you know just trying to grind you know yep. and every every once in a while oh, I would think to turn around and look and, and enjoy the view you know that was that's the cool thing about wintergreen is the venue was actually kind of up in the hill as opposed to like new jersey you're at the bottom so. you you did virginia didn't you yeah i was out there yeah that was a tough race this year yeah, that's always a tough one. That's uh, probably one of the toughest supers, but I think I noticed on the schedule they're not going back there for some reason. 
Yeah, it looks like they're going... I mean, it's still close to it, but it's like an hour and a half away or something. At a different... Yeah, I'm not sure. I didn't look into it real well, but I don't even know if that's at another ski resort or what it is, but... It's like at a different... It's like at a different, uh... It's like at a different resort, I believe. But still, I'm sure it will be, I'm sure it'll be challenging in that area because that's a pretty mountainous area around there. Yeah. Oh, uh, I'm sitting here looking through the pictures. What did you, what did you think about the new sandbags? That was tough. I mean, I'm not sure exactly what it weighs, but that definitely slowed me down. So you think it weighs more than the pancakes did? Def yeah, it definitely weighs more than the pancakes. It looks like a, almost like a pillow off the bed or something. Yeah, I mean, it's almost like a wreck bag, except you don't have the loops that you can grab onto. Yeah, it, I, I swear, like, in, in the pictures, it, every single person is, I mean, they've got it on their shoulder, but it, everybody's got a different way of, of carrying it. Some yeah, people, I mean, that's... Uh... I kind of played around with that a little bit. I mean, Saturday, I just threw it over the one shoulder. And, I mean, the nice thing about it is you don't really have to hold on to it so you're not burning out your grip. But, I mean, it does, it will wear your shoulder down. And then Sunday, I, I did, uh, I held it around the back of my neck on both shoulders, so. Which way do you think around the shoulders pro probably worked better, didn't it? Um... Yeah, I'm not real sure. I think over one shoulder might actually be, be uh, better. I mean, that the course they had there was up. It was kind of, you started off going up a hill. I mean, you really couldn't run a whole lot with it, but if it were on a flat track, I think I would want to go over one shoulder so I'd still have the ability to swing one arm. Right. How much How much do you think it probably weighed? Probably 50 pounds or so? Um, I think the old ones were like 40 pounds. So I'm thinking this is probably maybe 60. So, so I guess the girls, did they have the same bag, but just less weight? How did they differentiate from the women's from the men's? Were they different colors? Uh, yeah, I'm not real sure on that either. I didn't really look around to see what they had. Oh, it's showing Hobie call up front at the beginning of the race. Yeah, I saw him in the corral. Yeah, everybody's... Looks like It looks like everybody's trying to figure out, you know, how they want to carry the sandbag when they were taking pictures of them. Looks like about where they were taking the pictures is where they were changing their grip and and everything. Well, let me see here. Joseph, did, did you did you get your pass this year too? Yeah. Yeah, I bought mine too. <clears throat> I know everybody was complaining about it going up, which, you know, it still saves either way. Yeah, if you do enough of them, it'll, 
pays itself off pretty quickly. Yeah, it does. Because it looks like just uh, if you just pay for it just one race at a time, it looked like the prices of just paying for one race went up. Yeah, I mean, you're looking at the Beast. The Beast are almost 200 bucks a pop now, so... Yeah, I want to say the one in Carolina was already really expensive. Of course, that race always does really good because it's towards the end of the year. Yeah, it's a fun race. Yeah, it is. <clears throat> it was really fun this year. It was more fun, or I, I keep saying this year, it was more fun in 2016 than it was in 2015, for sure. Do you know JT? I don't know if I know him or not. He's from... I guess he's down. He's he's down in Florida, but he usually makes that race. But he always he usually barbecues there, and he's always got some good eats. Now I did eat while I was there. I don't know if you talking about the vendor that was selling the food in there. No, he's not a vendor. He's usually over in the campgrounds. Oh, uh, I had some friends that stayed over there in the campgrounds, but I ended up staying in a hotel down the road. But uh. They had a big, nice camper, and they liked it, besides getting dusted out by all the traffic that was coming in and out of there. Yeah, yeah. So, are you planning on doing as many races as possible this year, or? Uh, yeah, I'm creeping up on 100, so that's kind of kind of the plan right now. So, you're going to do 100 in 2017? Yeah, I should be able to make it this year. No way, dude. <laughs> You're gonna be a cripple by the end of the year. I think. I'm... No, no, not 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 a hundred within the year. I just mean a hundred total Spartans. Oh, total total Spartans. Yeah, I was about to say. I, would, I, I don't. You'd have to do almost <laughs> yeah. every race to get a hundred. If I race both days at all the races I'm planning on going to. I think we're we're gonna get about twenty in for our schedule. Yeah. And maybe a five times trifecta. Yeah, I'd probably be around there. You gonna to go to West Virginia and do that trifecta weekend up there? Uh I don't know. I I I saw that on the schedule. I'm not sure if I'll be able to make that one yet or not. We're gonna to try to do that one. That's the, we're gonna do we're going to do Jersey both days, just the regular beast. I just don't think I can handle the ultra again. It it took me about six months to get over aches and pains from the ultra last year. I just wasn't, I wasn't prepared for the mileage, but I went in there with a good poker face and finished it anyway, but I was sore from it for a while. So we're going to do those two beasts. We're going to do the two Carolina beasts. The Beast in Virginia, West Virginia, and then we're going to do that new Beast in Florida, too. You going to do that one? I didn't see that. Is that towards the end of the year? Yes. I want to say it's in December. Yeah, December the night. Central Florida Beast and Sprint. I'll have to look at that. That's pretty much the last one for the East Coast, really. Yep. I want to go to Tahoe, but I don't, that's just, that's a lot of expense to get out there for me from Georgia. Are you going to do Benning this year? Or? 
We're going to go to Benning. Is that one of the, that's one of the military sprints, ain't it? Yeah, it's probably going to be the only military one I do. Last year I did Nashville, but I want to say Nashville, I think Nashville's the same weekend as, uh, it's the same weekend as one of the other races that we were planning on doing. And since, you know, the military sprints are usually only one day, so... Let me see. I'm sitting here looking at it right now. I think it's the same as the yeah, it's the same as the uh, the Fayetteville Super and Sprint, which they added a super to that one, because that one that one was at a fort, and now they just changed it to Fayetteville. So, but that's a two that's a two race weekend. So we're gonna do that one instead of going to Nashville. Did you, now, did you do Charlotte in 2015? I mean, I'm sorry, last year in 2016? Uh, no, I've never been to the Charlotte race. Uh, it's a pretty good race. It's usually pretty packed out. Uh, but yeah, that was a cold race last year. I didn't, I didn't remember if I'd seen you there or not. I know we did a lot of races, a lot of the same races last year. Yeah, I try and get to different ones that I haven't been to, but that one, for some reason, I've never... Never been able to make it out there. Right. Of course, that's a, you know, that's a pretty long way to go for a sprint from a from Iowa, isn't it? What is yeah. That? That's probably good. Depends on your own. That's probably a good ten hour drive, isn't it? Yeah. At least. Shoot. Well, shoot, man. I guess that's about all I got for right now. Uh. I guess I'm going to see you in a couple of weeks in uh, Atlanta. Yeah. Make Looking sure you... forward to it. Yeah, man. Are you, uh, where are you staying at? You staying across the road at the hotel across the road? Uh, I'm not sure yet. I got a couple of friends that live out there, so I'll probably crash at one of their places. Oh, I hear you. Any way to save money, man. You got to do anything to save money when you're doing this crap every weekend. Yeah. And that's one of the great things about it, too. I've always referred to it as a traveling community we all kind of watch out for each other so i know i need to find a real family i know i need to <laughs> i need to find some of those friends in some of these towns so i can find some to crash on for sure well let me let me ask you one more thing and then i won't hold you up anymore i'm kind of like brainstorming here you know uh, thinking of questions you know i don't have like a script or anything like that but uh, to to date, uh, what has been your most memorable race? And it doesn't if it doesn't have to be a Spartan race. Just to to you, what is your most memorable achievement or race? What has been your most favorite? Uh, gotta pick just one, huh? <laughs> Man, you got a bunch of good finish times in there, so I imagine that you probably got several favorites. Yeah. You got had it for a while, so. You had a couple of podiums, too, didn't you? Yeah, I've been on there twice. Were those close finishes, or was you just had it? 
Chicago, the guy in third place was pretty close to me, so that was a good a good battle towards the end. Right. And then uh, Nebraska was an interesting race. So. Do they still have the race in Nebraska? No, that was a well, one and done. They only had that there one year. That was a really flat course. That was no elevation there at all. Right. So which which ultra was your most favorite ultra? Then I'll I'll I'll, I'll make it easier for you. probably the first year just being part of that original group and I mean I'd never I'd never gone that far before in any of my runs any of my races I've never never been much in the distance and I just kind of just went after it it sounds like me how, how, how far did that race end up being um the first year was it was a two lap um I think it was over 31. Could have been close to 32. Wow. And th and that one was in Vermont, correct? Yep. And that was before they got all with the more safety guidelines and everything. You were probably doing a lot more swimming, and it was probably really cold. Yeah, that, that year they had, uh, when you registered for the race, you actually had to apply for it. You couldn't just sign up for it. So you had to kind of be chosen. And then uh, it was all self-support. You had to carry everything. They didn't have anything on course. Really? Uh, there was like one one water station where you could refill your camelback. Man, that's crazy. Because you know how like when you get on these Facebook pages now and like I remember when Asheville this year, people complain so bad about there not being enough water stations. And here you are talking about yep. back in the day, you, there was one water station on a thirty mile, on a thirty mile race. <laughs> That's yeah, I mean they kind of. I mean back in the day before they got all the rules and regulations and everything. I mean they they kind of prided themselves on knocking people out and killing them. So. Yeah. Well, all right. Okay, so one more question. So what was your absolute least favorite race since you've told me what your favorite one is? Well, your hardest one, the one you cussed the most at, which one was that? You might have got an injury at no. it. Yeah, yeah. There's a couple races. I last year I ended up uh, doing my ankle up pretty good. I sprained it pretty bad, so that wasn't fun. Oh no! But uh, any any race put on by Norm always seems to seems to get me going. Yeah. Which race did you sprain your ankle at? Uh, that was a Chicago Savage race, actually. Mm. I've never done one of those. I, you know, I want to do the other chains, like you know the the Warrior Dash and the Savage Race and the Bone Frog, 
and I've never even done a tough motor. I've done a terrain race, and the terrain race was fun. I enjoyed it. But the thing about it is, is by the time you you spend money buying the pass for the Spartan race, you, you know, you want to get your money's worth out of it. So if you're going to travel anywhere, it's going to be to do a Spartan race. You know, you don't, you don't want to pay, uh, you know, 200 bucks and go run a tough mutter when you've already got all this money sunk in a Spartan race. I, I think that's right. kind of how they're winning right now, really. Yeah. I mean, I'd like to mix it up as much as I can, but yeah, when you have the pass, it's kind of hard to do that. Because but... the weekend of uh, the New Jersey Beast in Atlanta, they have that tougher mudder where it's eight hours and you do just you just keep doing the same, I think it's five-mile loop. You just keep yeah, doing that same the for for eight hours, and it doesn't start until like... I don't think it starts until like 12 o'clock at night or something. It's all a night run, yeah, too. Night. I think that would be brutal, but I think it would be fun, too. Yeah. Well, shoot, Joseph. Man, we're getting close to an hour here, so I'm going to let you go, man. But I sure do appreciate you talking to me. And just want to tell everybody else out there, if you ever see Joseph at a race or me, just come up to us and talk to us. We love Talk Spartan and hang out. All right, Joseph. We'll talk to you later, man. All right. Thanks, man. Hope you enjoyed the interview, folks. Uh, I want to thank Joseph again for uh, taking the time to talk to me. Looking forward to seeing him in Atlanta in a couple of weeks. Uh, I believe the Greek Peak race is this weekend. Uh, maybe I'll be able to interview somebody from there. If you've listened to my other podcast, you'll probably notice that this one doesn't have the music on it. So a buddy of mine that does a lot more in-depth podcasting than I do said that better be careful about licensed music and copyright, blah, blah, blah. I don't know what I'm doing. So I took those songs off and I'm looking for something else. So... Just bear with me. I'm a noob. Uh, take it easy, and uh, we'll talk to you next time.